Ah, there you are. Hello. Welcome to another In The Making with me, Jim Biddulph, a podcast that talks to makers about making. This week, I'm joined by illustrator and artist and all-round good egg, Rebecca Strickson. As you might gather from our chat, Rebecca is another creative soul who spends much of their time making in the same studio collective as me in Margate, here on the southeast coast of England. Her work is bold, colourful, currently very symmetrical in style and regularly political in terms of the language used within the messages that she incorporates in her visual designs. You may well have seen her work, not least publicly during the COVID-19 lockdowns here in the UK, and maybe when receiving some mail through the UK postal system. But more of that to come. We sat down to chat the week before Christmas of 2022, which is always a busy period for Becky, as she has a retail business that proves to be popular at that time of year because, well, she makes very lovely and very livable artwork. She did in fact tell me that on the morning of our record, she had a flurry of online sales at 3am. Such is the life of an independent artist and illustrator. In terms of the content of the chat, I think we cover quite a lot in this one, including why she's popular in Wales, how she made the leap to independence, why politics and community are important to her practice and, indeed, her life, the joy of being paid to colour in, being confident as a designer, I particularly enjoyed hearing that, artistic flow and medical loop. But we start discussing how her work began to look the way it currently does as a result of making a vote Labour design in the lead-up to the UK 2017 general election. So, I mean, I am, if you know me personally, or if you don't, if you follow me on Instagram, I um, go on about stuff. (laughs) (laughs) Yeah, and here we are. And here we are, (laughs) yeah. I'm the dream podcast guest. Um, I am um, a political, very political, I I believe everything's political. Mm -hmm. I believe um, we live in a world where to deny... Um, politics is prevalent in things or to suggest that you're not bothered by politics is an extreme privilege. Mm, um, so I feel like, it, it, you know, it, it seeps into every area of life. Oh, to not be bothered by it would be a wonderful <laughs> well, thing, especially really, nowadays, yeah. especially at this time, literally right now when we're talking. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Um, so, yeah, I think that that's the side of me in my art. Mm-hmm. Other people's, you know, personal personality that comes through their work might be down to their views on life sex death mine is politics i think yes i do make personal work but not really deeply personal work about me it's Mm -hmm. more about my views on things yeah which gives you the opportunity to to grow an audience that that share in a similar mindset i suppose totally as i was just saying to you i very popular in Wales. <laughs> yeah. Uh, hello to all my Welsh fans. Um, I've done a lot of work in Wales, which is still a traditionally left-wing area. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Was it a conscious sort of decision to deliver that message in a very kind of, dare I say, quite sort of flamboyant, certainly very colourful generally, and very intricately designed, very very aesthetic, <clears> is what <throat> yeah, I'm getting I at think, there kind of way? I think something that happened at that point was a... a, a an accumulation of several things in my practice that ended up with what it looked like at that point. So there was, on one hand, I had been... I went Researching makes it sound a bit formal, but I had been working for about a year on personal work that was very design-based, and by that I mean very um, uh, based on ancient design and um, mm. aesthetics and, like, Persian and 
Muslim um, like Islamic design, mm-hmm. as along with Rococo Italian mm. Italianate. Mm-mm. So there had been a lot of work that I'd been doing on different forms. I'd been obsessed with, I'd been making playing card designs. Right. And there's a very <laughs> specific sense. look to playing cards. Yeah. Um, I did a, a, it was a piece of work that I did for Agent Provocateur and made a pack of cards right, for their right. private clients, which had kind of sent me off down this route of um, that kind of design. Mm. So there was that. That had come into play at that point. I'd also been uh, very... And the political side had come in. Um, I'd been uh, started reading and getting into trade unions mm-hmm. and trade union banners specifically, mm. yes. and the aesthetics of trade union banner making, and the resurgence of that in that in you know over the last twenty years probably, that had definitely come in. So that those were coming from two directions, and I just stopped working in black and white. So ah. I used to solely work in black and white. I didn't know that. Yeah. Wow, that's a revelation. It, so you it is when you look at my now. work now. And <laughs> yeah. I realised it's because I'd been scared of colour. Right. And I'm an incredibly colourful person. Mm-hmm. So it had been a bit like... I mean, that's it. You look at it now and it's like... That's insane. Why, what, in what way were you, do you think you were scared of colour? And just why? I have a type of work that I don't really do much anymore. Right. Very... Um, not um, very kind of realistic sketching. Mm. All computer-based still, all Photoshop, but just purely drawing into Photoshop with nothing on the pen other than uh, it was set at... So it looked a bit like a pencil. Yeah, yeah. That was it. So, so this is so that's up until that point. So this is up until 2017. That's, that's the sort of style that you were generally working with. Generally working with right. that. So okay, I'd done work shift. for uh, arts. did a lot of work for um, artsy over a few years. Um, Toronto Globe and Mail. Various people doing portrait work. Right. Um, and if you go back and look at them, they're very um, like pencil sketches. Mm-hmm. And I just was getting to the end of that, and I realised that this wasn't me. I wasn't comfortable doing it. Mm-hmm. I didn't really like working in that style. It didn't feel like I was being honest to myself mm-hmm. working in that style because it wasn't what I wanted to do. So the design had come in on one side, the political side, the wanting to not do that, mm. and it all kind of punched together. Mm-mm-mm. And amalgamated, and out came this kind of faux um, trade union, mm, yeah, yeah. but with bonkers colours, mm. protest, you know. Well, and pattern, and, and I, it's interesting you say about the the playing card. I've actually never really thought of them in that way, but it, I can totally see that as the blueprint because mm. you have these vertical and horizontal. Well, you have mirroring, yeah. throughout. So you have symmetry yep. um, throughout, and and the, the sort of lavish pattern, yeah. I think symmetry is a really important point because um, that had always is always missing, obviously, when you're sketching, mm, mm-hmm. and uh, being able to really hone down into uh, symmetrical work mm. with this design stuff has been hugely uh, pleasing to me. Yeah, yeah, it's been really. They lovely. are pleasing. Yeah, that's interesting. I'm glad that you say that yeah. <laughs> for yourself because I think they are they're very pleasing. In, in lots of ways, but I do think that there's something about that symmetry. I guess maybe the maybe the human eye kind of seeks that out, yeah, doesn't it? Yeah, I really? think there's a harmony there, within, isn't there? Yeah. I think there's uh, something in all those things we were ever taught about, golden numbers and yeah. ratios and 
Yeah, and even harmonics. I, in terms of sort of traditional beauty, it's yeah. often to do with, you know, a, a beautiful yeah. face is generally one that's perfectly mirrored down the middle. Uh, like yourselves. Like mine. Yeah, yeah, like yours. Yeah, I, I was going to say anyway, but yeah. thank you. <laughs> okay, that's fine. <laughs> oh, oh, and your, and your, and your, yeah, yeah. Oh, yeah, yeah. yeah. <laughs> okay. Um, but no, they are they are very satisfying to look at. But then I suppose that, that extra layer of, you know, you said about protest there, if you're that way inclined, mm. to have that sort of mirror back in the other sense, in the more metaphorical sense of like, that, yeah, that's my view. I, yeah. I agree with that. I'm with you. Like, it creates, and I think it's a word that hasn't come up yet, but I know is important to you, it, it creates a sense of connection and community. Yes, definitely. Which I think comes through within your work. And I can see... Yeah, sure, you wouldn't have had with the sketching work before. No. And it's interesting that you say that you, I guess you didn't feel authentic yeah. in doing that. Yeah, I think that's that. really what it was. And I think that there was a, you know, it's a it's a pretty lonely profession at times, mm. illustration. I'm not talking, you know, we're not hermits. Well, we I say we're not hermits. <laughs> we are hermits. <laughs> yeah. uh, but a lot of people work alone. Yeah, solitude. Um, even yeah. if they're in a studio, they work alone in a studio. Mm-hmm. Unless you are working collaboratively with other people, um, you tend to be by yourself and thinking about stuff by yourself. Mm. Um, and so it can be hard to get to uh, to work in communities. Yeah. You can go wider communities. And, you know, there's some wonderful meetups organised in certain places. Um, but obviously that tends to be limited to larger towns and cities. Mm-hmm. But, you know, there's a lot of people over the last 10 years have worked on that and made some great things happen. Yeah. But you still, it's generally you, you at the computer or you at your drawing board. Yeah, and I suppose even with sales, which is obviously integral because, you know, as you've touched upon, you're self-employed. So, you know, this is a job. You do have to make money from it. Yeah. Um, But, you know, even a sale doesn't necessarily... I suppose it creates a sort of instant sort of, is it dopamine hit of of like having the sale? And there is a connection there. Yeah. I suppose, but it's it's not quite the same, is it? It can be, I guess, it can be quite faceless, particularly if yeah, you know, somebody's ordering at three a.m. in the morning. <laughs> yeah, <laughs> I mean, it's one you get to see the same names come through, yeah. and that's really nice. Repeat, repeated orders from people, and I like to make a point of knowing that if someone's bought something several times, that I'll acknowledge that when I send, mm-hmm. you know, I try and send a note with every order, and which is fine because it's manageable amounts. But I'm aware that obviously I want to grow it to the point that. That isn't possible, yeah. <laughs> um, <laughs> but it's yeah. Um, yeah. It is. It's a fun. It is. You've got that dopamine hit. You have that kind of like gathering. So, and I think mm. I hadn't gone it, gone into this because I just didn't think anybody wanted to buy it. Mm. I didn't think anybody <laughs> would be interested in any of my work. Yeah. I mean, why would people want to get hold of it? And then I, the first thing I made was that uh, boat labour. So this was right. pre twenty seventeen general election, and I made a vote labour. Um, poster, mm-hmm. um, which was based on yeah, like that kind of traditional Victoriana yeah. trade union, but with obviously brighter colours, and uh, it went mad, it went absolutely nuts online, and mm. it was shared by people who have like millions of followers, yeah. and I, I get my friend um, accosted Jeremy Corbyn, oh, wow. and get, get, he, I know he has one, brilliant, he ordered one off me. Um, and uh, yes, it was just nuts. It was fun, to, and I was like, "Oh my, right, maybe there is something in there." Mm. It's interesting, isn't it? Because it's tinged with an element of, of sort of disappointment. Yeah, <laughs> you yeah. didn't sell enough. Yeah, <laughs> didn't change anything, did it? <laughs> but it? But it did. It did dramatically change what you were doing. Yeah, definitely. And, and so, how did that work? So, you were working commercially. You were working quite sketchily. You made that the, the vote Labour piece, 
And then what? You sort of just went right. I'm going to do this now. I'm going to I'm going to make m- more of the same and yeah, go self employed. I was already self employed right, at that right, point. Right. So yeah. I've been self employed by but since 2010, 2009. Oh, okay. Yeah. Uh, 2009. Yeah. And uh, so I'd been kind of like farting about doing various things. <laughs> the stamps, my which are by on one hand one of the best things I've done, on one other hand one of the most disappointing <laughs> things I've done. Oh really? In the sense that. No, only in the sense that I was like, I've made it. Well, I mean, I, I, I wrote I wrote a few notes and stamps exclamation mark is yeah. one of them. So I was asked to do a set of stamps for Royal Mail. So the Queen just called you up. Said, she did, yeah, the time has God come. rest her soul, that's how it works. Yeah. We used to joke that it, the Germany need to make a TV programme about this because it's one of the most archaic, insane systems. Right, is this where the disappointment comes from? No, that oh. was quite fun. Actually, <laughs> right. the bureaucracy about making them was actually quite fun in a way because right. uh, I worked for an agency in Manchester, True North, who were fantastic, who were then working on behalf of Royal Mail, who work on behalf of the Queen. Mm. Mm. So you're going through all these different people, and there's this thing called the Stamp Advisory Committee. Wow. You're not allowed to know who's on it. Wow. You're aware that it has, you know, members of the palace, yeah. members of high-ranking members of Royal Mail, mm-hmm. uh, some heads of design companies. Right, I was going to say, surely there's got to be some I sort think, of creative bots. Yeah, yeah, but they're, they're people that, like, own mm-hmm. like stuff like Warden Kennedy. Interesting. Um, yeah. uh, so you've got you've got a, you've got one hand. You've got the Royal Mail going. It needs to look like this because there's all these legal things. Well, yeah. Can't yeah. show weaponry. Right. So you wanted to you can't wanted show to religious some... symbols. One yeah. of which those stamps is Avebury. The, the joy of my these are all Neolithic um, ancient mm. British places and right, objects. Yeah. The Good thing about that is that nobody really 100% knows <laughs> yeah. a lot. Of, well, they do. Yeah. English heritage know a lot of stuff. But, you know, there artistic is... Artistic license. There's artistic yeah. license there. Definitely. But, yeah, they were like... Every stone circle, we probably believe, you know, it was used for ceremonial practices, but we can't show them as religious or right, okay. anything like that. Or, yeah, yeah. you know, sacrificial. So really, 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 really interesting job. But you're, you're working to three different mm. peoples. And then it goes to this committee... Mm-hmm. And then they come back and say something different. So you're like, oh, right. <laughs> no, it was more the dis- the only disappointing thing came was that when I did it, mm-hmm. I was like, this is incredible. Yeah, I mean, it is it's phenomenal. You're it's gonna, an amazing. You know, oh, it's a wonderful thing. And it came and travel around the country. Yeah, they the they're currency. They're yeah, literally yeah. archivable. Mm-mm. You know, they're in. They're kept forever. Yeah. Uh, no, it was more that I did it and was like, that's it. It's amazing. And then silence. Oh no! <laughs> no work off the back of it. Ah, uh, I see. So you'd, you'd set. A, I got myself a bit too big for me. Set a level of expectation. I set a level of expectation. Yeah. <laughs> and I uh, was kind of like thinking, "Oh, this will be really good." You know, this will be really. But yeah. No. The, and the only <laughs> bit of work I've got off it, I'm doing now. Oh really? Yeah. Uh, I had noticed you're doing some quite sketchy looking work. Yeah. This yeah. I'm working. I can't ex- talk too much about it. I love saying things like, <laughs> oh, I can't tell you, but I'm going to tell you. Um, it's for Eng- it is for English heritage, again, right. and yeah. it is based on one of the stamps. Some more old stuff. Some, some more, more old, old stuff. stuff. And it's actually been really, it's been, it's been long, but it's been a really interesting job. Because yeah, nice. there's a lot of research involved in it. And, and does that sort of quash that, that previous disappointment, or was that actually a very valuable learning curve anyway? To kind you of know what, go, I think mm-hmm. it's a bit of both. It's actually... It cemented that I was right to go and do something else, mm-hmm. and because yep. cha- that was the that was the catalyst to changing everything. 
because I was like, right, well, I don't want to do it like this anymore then. Right, right, right. Out, out of that disappointment. Out of that disappointment, yeah, I went, yeah. you've Phoenix, got you've... Phoenix from the Flames. Yeah, <laughs> <laughs> Phoenix Knights from the Flames. Um, it was definitely, that was the catalyst to go, right, something needs to change here, and mm. it's maybe it's time to take a chance on this thing that you actually really want to do yeah. in terms of style. Um, so, yeah, that was a huge part of it. But actually, coming back to it now, it's quite nice. Yeah, because there's been a break. You know, it's been a five year break of doing not yeah. doing that work. So it's actually like, is there a possibility to mix the two together in some way? Well, yeah, I and mean, also does it beg the question of um, for, for all of anybody creative, really, like or anybody in life, is it is it you know five years? Is it is it even possible for a, a new shift? Not even yes, like going back. Exactly. Shift, like a... I don't. I think you're right. I think that's really important what you say there. I, I mean, I personally am someone that absolutely abhors going backwards mm -hmm. or retracing steps or, or repeating myself mm -hmm. so i think that it would whatever comes next will be different and i think it might be a mixture of these but then i think it is something else on top of that if you look at my work in great detail mm. which is something i don't even do to be honest <laughs> um, you will notice motifs that form and go through and come out mm -hmm. so early design stuff has certain shapes in that aren't in it anymore yeah, early illustrations yeah, yeah. and then new shapes come through some shapes mm -hmm. are always there the big scroll mm -hmm. shapes yeah um and teardrop shapes and things like that but now i've noticed that i've got other shapes that are kind of creeping in yeah and some of them are getting way more detailed yeah so we're kind of going back into that detail again yeah i mean you can see there's an evolution of of the designs but i suppose there is well definitively a, a, a rebecca strickson style at, mm. at the moment i kind of wonder is that Based on what we were just saying, is is that a, a help and a hindrance? You know, is is there that fear that like, well, if I if I'm going to do something quite different or entirely different, how are people going to know it's me? Will 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 this audience that likes yeah. my work now still like? You know, like do you... yeah, I feel really confident about that. I feel quite, I feel very happy in myself that people will know who it is and they'll know it's me, and that I can only gain new people. I'm not going to lose mm. them, which mm -mm. might sound a bit arrogant but no it's refreshing to hear yeah no it is, i am it is. really lucky is luck the word i don't know i don't have imposter syndrome i'm really good at what i do mm. um and i know i am and it's women so don't get to, to say that and we're not allowed to say that <laughs> no, very often. no no it's true but i know what my where my skill lies yeah and i know that when i do it i do it well um and that is the only person that affect, and the only person that's affecting that, and the only person that's, that gets in the way of that is is me. Mm -mm. It's worrying that I can't do it. Yeah. You know, yeah, you yeah, can, yeah. nobody can be harder to me than I am. Yeah, no one can tell me something about my work that would break me mm -hmm. in a way that I couldn't do it myself. <laughs> yeah, yeah. So I just, you know, I'm just cracking on, and I don't feel like a, a change now. I think one of the biggest things I learned doing kind of shifting was that um, you were always told at, at uni to have a style mm -hmm. that's the biggest important... And I think, I mean, I was getting that at art college and I certainly know illustrators and designers were getting that, mm -hmm. that you were really important to develop this style. So you have to be, you know, your own unique individual talent. Mm. And it, But no one tells you that you might not get there till you're 40. Yeah. <laughs> you know, and, and also that whatever you come up with at like 18, 19, 20... Mm. It would be weird if you were still doing that. It's an interesting for your whole point, life. That, yeah, 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 yeah. You know, yeah, that, weird and potentially quite boring. Yeah, at the very least. And also, your style may may be to constantly be changing. That yeah. could be your thing. Yeah. So I think that we. I mean, I don't know. Obviously, I've not been in education for twenty years, and I presume there's a lot of difference in teaching now. Certainly, the teachers, other people who mm -hmm. are our age. Yeah, yeah. You know, so I think a lot of things has changed, but I certainly know 
for me at, at my college there was this you know uh you need to be doing this and you need to be uni- mm. unique above all else mm. to the point where that was just more important than technique or anything yeah you did and i and think you can tie yourself up in knots with that as well because yeah because i did yeah well it's, it's sort of it could it could well become quite an inauthentic or disingenuous mm. process because if you're chasing something and yeah. it's a vague something there then you maybe sort of lose sense of actually what you like what you're good at what you want to do who you want to sort of what who who your audience should be for you like yeah. so having that that clearer sense of self yeah seems very important yeah i think yeah. it is i think it's really important I think that um, it's uh, arguably one of the most important things, mm. if not the most important thing. Really. Yeah, yeah. I had, um, yeah, my, um, I mean, the only thing that uh, carries through my work from university is text. Yeah, well, so, okay, so that was a question I wanted to ask because, you know, in, in the work I do, even some of the art I've made way back, image and text come together. Yeah, and that's so integral in not all of your work, but in an awful lot of it. And maybe it's a very simplistic question to ask, but which which comes first? You know that that because the message is so important and so integral and so concise as mm. well, actually, in terms of just the language used or the amount of language used. But does that does that does that lead the decisions around shape? pattern mm. color or yes normally normally the message comes first normally i want to make a picture about a thing mm-hmm. um but that said sometimes the text goes on top of an image that's already exists yeah but most of the time the wording comes first i will draw the wording out and lay that down and i'll start drawing around it mm-hmm. and then as it goes on i'll shift it and move it Right. To fit with the picture, yeah. The drawing take is really quick normally. Like I do my line work in, I can do it in a few hours. Oh really? Not even that. Wow. Yeah, I do it really fast. It's colouring in. It takes. Oh, I see. Ages. Right, right, right. And ages. So your primary job is colouring in. Yeah, I, that's what I joke to <laughs> Andrew, my partner. He's always like, "What are you doing?" I'm like, "I'm just, just colouring in." in. Just having a day colouring well, in. No wonder you feel so sort of mindful and self-aware. Well, this it's is such it. A Don't thing to do. ever buy me a colouring book. <laughs> well, I, was, I was just about to say. <laughs> no, I was just about to say, and I don't know the answer to this. I probably should, but have you ever made a colouring book? Because uh, <laughs> that would make sense. <laughs> I have made one colouring book for my ex, which was a colouring book of him in various situations, and it was. I've still got it, and it's. it's it still makes me laugh. <laughs> yeah. I hope it still makes him laugh. Um, it was him like at the zoo or right, yeah, being yeah. drunk. Falling over, wearing women's shoes. It was brilliant. I've never made one, um, uh, mainly because I thought the market was saturated. I've been asked to, and nearly did one for a company in Brighton, um, but it fell through. Um, So a couple of people have kind of asked me, and I have got, you can actually download loads of my stuff for free Mm. off my website and Mm -hmm. colour it in yourself, because the line works there. I don't know if people still know about that. That was something I did over lockdown. Ah, yeah. Yeah, I remember this, yeah. They're, yeah. they're still there for mm-hmm. anybody who wants to download and print them and colour them themselves. Ah, nice. Uh, yeah, it does lend itself very well to it. Yeah. I have never done it. I think just because I felt like that market was sewn up by that yeah. point. Yeah, yeah. Um, and, uh, yeah, I somebody bought me a colouring book when mm-hmm. I was recuperating from my opera- big operation that I had a few years ago. 
And it's a busman's holiday for me. <laughs> yeah, yeah. <laughs> it really is. Because I'm no, like, I'm going to get a picture at the end of this that no one's paid me for. <laughs> yeah, 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 yeah but, fair enough. Yeah, yeah, yeah. The first piece of um, commercial work I ever did was uh, whilst I was, used to work for Nexus Productions and uh, Smith & Forks, who the main directing duo there, had got the award to do the new Stop, Look and Listen campaign for the Department mm-hmm. of Transport. Mm-hmm. So we're talking like 2009, 2008, 2009 now. Um, and they wanted some text over the image. Mm-hmm. Um, some stop looking, looking text. And a friend of mine had done the character design. So it was these little people, little kids, mm-hmm. beaten up kids. Mm-hmm. I think it's still the campaign now, actually. Mm-hmm. They only change it every 10 years or so, I think. But um, they wanted some text. And my very good friend, Melody Sylvester, who's just taken over as a major force for amazingness at TBWA, actually. Mm. She's incredible mentor friend wonderful woman said i know that you're into drawing and stuff we all know that you don't want to be an office manager the world's worst office manager (laughs) and she went why don't you have a go at it if it's good we'll use it if it's not we won't basically and you'll get a grand i was like yep so i did this first piece of work entirely by pen and paper Mm. i still got it at home there's a stack of about about the size of a good ream of Mm -hmm. paper yeah Drawing and drawing and over drawing, drawing yeah, and drawing yeah, over yeah. and over because that's a, there was still and there still is some people still work like that. Yeah. But uh, and then I kind of went right. I can't ever do that again. <laughs> I don't have the time no. to do that. Um, I need to learn how to to do you know computers properly. Mm. And one of the great things that happened when I used to work for the government prior to being to doing this was uh, when we got all got made redundant. This pre financial crash. Mm-hmm. And they paid for us to have training to, for our next jobs. And I pe- uh-huh. got them to pay for me to do a week's Adobe Creative Suite at the London oh, nice. uh, College of Communication. Great. And that was all I needed mm-hmm. to know how to start using Photoshop, InDesign and Illustrator. Yeah. Again, another phoenix from the flames moment there, Becky. Yes. <laughs> I have had a you lot of odd jobs. <laughs> but that ability to sort of kick on and, and not... Let those things kind of yeah. stop you or bother you, or, or you know, disappoint. They bother, yeah, well, but they okay, don't yeah, stop me. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Yeah. yeah, I think that's the difference. Is uh, I'm really good when I'm faced with a challenge. Mm-hmm. I'm really good. I'm at my best when I'm working against something or mm-hmm. right. up against. Stuff. And is that where the sort of the, the protest rebellion? I think so. Side yeah. Comes from? yeah, I think I've always been um, an arsehole. <laughs> Oh, I'm glad you said it. <laughs> we were all thinking it. And I've always been a somebody that's just been like, oh, I'm not going to do it like that. I don't want to do that. Uh-huh. I don't want to do that. Yeah. You know, my mum was always like, you, we could never tell you anything. Because yeah. any time, like, you always be like, yeah, I know, I know, yeah, I know, I know. I already know that. Um, you sound insufferable. <laughs> I was a horrible child. Um, so I knew that, and I worked out pretty quickly by the time I got to about 28, 29, that, I was going to have to work out how to work for myself because I couldn't bear to work for other yeah, people. Yeah. Um, not, you know, obviously clients and stuff mm, as a mm, freelancer, mm. but having a boss yeah. was just not for me. No, I think and, it's a similar time for, for me, I think, but mm. I, didn't, I didn't break away for a little bit longer, a yeah. few years. I think, well, it all depends on who you work for as well. I mean, yeah. I was actually, it, it wasn't a terrible company that forced me out. It was a great company where I kind of went, oh, actually, I could do this. And they were incredibly supportive. Mm wonderful group i mean i love loved working at nexus and as soon as i finished i went back as a freelance and they really supported me and helped me a lot 
Um, and I still have friends there. It's great. Mm-mm. But yeah, there was a definite sense that it was like if you don't, uh, if you don't kill yourself, you can kill somebody else. Oh, <laughs> you know, this is yeah. not feasible. You can't work yeah, like this. Yeah, yeah. You can't keep getting having to leave jobs or getting fired. Yeah. Because you just clearly don't want to be there or do it. Yeah. So um, yeah. So I have to. I have to yeah. make this. I mean, work. You, you can't fire yourself. I can't. <laughs> this is it. I couldn't furlough myself in lockdown. <laughs> no, no. Tried. No. Yeah. <laughs> Tried. Well, you mentioned lockdown and uh, before as well with your well, sort of colouring in project. But um, the other the other amazing one that you did during that time, which I suppose, well, it's it's still incredibly prevalent right now as we speak, was the the gratitude NHS. Yeah, the um, posters for the people. Yeah, uh, yeah. So I was contacted by uh, Laura Wellington, who is a wonderful powerhouse of a woman <laughs> in Leeds, runs Duke Studios, amongst loads of other things, and she was like, I'm doing this project. Uh, there's what, about 18 or 19 artists, and it was two part. We did it over two years. Um, she said, there's no money in it. It's not about that. It's about getting out and telling NHS workers that we... We see them, we mm. care, we're still here, although we can't be, you know, out and about and you can't see us, we can see you. Mm. Uh, and it started with, um, oh, I can't remember who else was, there's loads of, there's, if you look it up, there's loads of famous people involved in it as well. Present tense Jim here again. The other artists and designers who made work for posters for the people were Morag Myerskoff, Studio Build, Luke Tong, Anthony Burrell, FYI, Craig Black, and Risotto Studio. Um, and we were all just basically saying thank you. And yeah. the idea was to come up with a, your, your own strap line. So Essentially Amazing was the first one I did. Mm-hmm. And the second one's about gratitude and thank you so much. And Yeah, it was a real um, beautiful, beautiful really, project. It really was, yeah. And, and the it, work you made for it was, well, it still is. And I literally yeah. said this very morning mm. to Ross, our lord and leader of Bonvokes, <laughs> our studio. Yeah. And Ross has put them on the on the front of the building. So they're already on the front of uh, a building in Old Town. Yeah. So now... I put those I, ones up. You put those <laughs> ones up, yeah. I'm just taking over the, the area, yeah, yeah. basically. No, but it's such a, it was such a wonderful... Th- yeah, because I did, I did put them up at, at that time during... Yeah. must have been during still the lockdown. And, yeah. and it, it felt incredible. You know, I was just putting them up. But it, it felt incredible to be able to do that. Yeah. And in the hope that those people that were very much on the front line yeah. and still are, we, we might just might get to see them. Yeah, I think that was it. I mean, the, I know the second... Uh, both were accompanied by, po- by poster campaigns um, that started off in Leeds in the north and mm. actually spread mm. everywhere. And I know that uh, by the time that Laura had finished the, the project kind of last year... Um, that we'd had managed to get them outside every hospital, the mm. major hospitals How anyway, um, and outside fire stations and places like that. So it was in people's faces saying, yeah. you know, uh, were you thinking of you? Yeah. And it, it was literally that simple. There was no attempt to be like, to, for us to gain clout by saying, look at this amazing poster we've exactly. made. Exactly. You yeah. look at yeah, it. Yeah, it, it did feel altruistic. In, in, in yeah, the second, um, the second round, the 2021 round, um, ha- featured a lot of new and up-and-coming artists as well, which was a mm. great platform for mm-hmm. them, a lot of graduates. Um, but also the, the, um, they were printed up on stickers and literally put on mm. medical supplies. How were they? So they went into hospitals, yeah. Oh, that's amazing. I have... My stickers on like a thousand boxes of medical lube. <laughs> sure. And I would wish for nothing more. <laughs> yeah. I think that says a lot about me. Yeah, I mean, how do you go? How do you move on from that? I Where mean, do you go? <laughs> yeah. Royal Mail, medical lube. 
Yeah. Oh, yeah, my work is done. Jim. Yeah, 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 yeah. Just retire now. I'm done. Yeah, I'm done now. That's it. So that's me. Anyway, bye. <laughs> <laughs> but yeah, fantastic. A wonderful, wonderful project that I will forever be very, very thankful for. Well, and this is it. Like I know, I know, because you, you you posted either today or yesterday, right? With the imagery again, because we're in that. Well, maybe it's slightly different imagery, but you know, we're in the throes of protest yeah know, for those same people absolutely that we wanted to now. clap for but don't want to pay that are yeah. so essential they yeah. can't be allowed to strike but not so essential they deserve paying properly. yeah mm, and it must it, i mean it, do, it doesn't really soften that i suppose but it it i suppose it is double-edged but it must be nice to know that that the artwork that you've made is always going to be available. Yeah, I, um, I mean, I said earlier something about never wanting to repeat myself, but that's not strictly true when it comes to things mm. like this. I think there's a difference between repetition and repetition for the sake of hammering a point home. Yeah. So, for instance, I'm never going to be like a comic book worker because I don't. the idea of physically drawing the same thing over and over again makes me feel sick. <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> and I know, a lot of, I know a lot of comic artists right, yeah, who yeah. are absolutely amazing and my ex ones wonderful small press called Avery Hill mm. um, and he um, and his uh, the partner that he works with Ricky have been instrumental in uh, bringing so many good comic artists to the fore that's by the by yeah um, I yeah the idea of re- repeating something so you get the point is a different thing <laughs> yeah, yeah, yeah. I do make a lot of images that sadly I have to keep bringing out all mm. the time yeah I mean I as, as a small business I'm directly affected by these strikes Mm, yes. hugely directly yeah. affected I do, yeah. um, whether it's physically being able to get somewhere or being able to get my post in and yes it's inconvenient but that's the point they're supposed to be inconvenient mm-hmm. they're supposed to make you go oh hang on a minute we really need these people Yeah. and yeah. I think you know it, as is, you know balloting wise I think um, I can't remember which one it is but I think it's the RNT something like 97% of their members that's unheard of. Mm. You know, these... Mm-hmm. And you can't... I think a lot of people fundamentally don't understand how hard it is to go on strike. Mm, yeah. It isn't an easy option. No. You have to ballot. You have to go through so much. Mm. And it, all this, like, people going... I just feel like there needs to be a better education mm. on what is going on here because everyone thinks it's about pay and it's not. It is about pay to a point, but it's about conditions. Mm-hmm. But also it's about, you know, people going like, oh, you knew what the job was when you took it on. Mm. The whole point is that this isn't the job anymore. They're having things imposed on them. Yeah. So it's like you turning up to work and somebody going, yeah, no, you know what you said, your job was this, it's now this and there's nothing yeah. you can do about it. Yeah, yeah. That's what it's about. Um, if I can make work about any of these things, it's not even about that, but, you know, anything to help or to bring awareness, I think. Mm. I feel like I don't do enough. I feel like I don't help. Uh, there's so many more things I could be doing. Mm, Hence, you yeah. know... You <laughs> took some mince pies to the nurses yesterday uh-huh. on Great Ormond Street because it was the closest picket line yeah, yeah. I could get to in London. Yeah. And it was just like, why not? Six yeah. quid? Yeah, lovely, mate. Nice. Yeah, it was yeah. nice to go down there and talk to some of them and just show support. I think people think, I think a lot of people think they see picket lines and they can't join in. Do we like, mate? <laughs> yeah, they don't, they'll have you in there. Yeah, they yeah, won't yeah, let you leave. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Um, <laughs> go out and support your picketing workers for yeah, sure. Yeah. But yeah, it's been a hard, it's been a hard year for all of us. I mean, it's been a very tough year. As a small business, it's been it's been horrendous. Mm-hmm. I'm not going to lie; it's been absolutely mm-hmm. awful. Mm-hmm. Um, yeah. I don't know what next year is going to be look look like. No, I mean it's it, there is a it's funny, isn't it? Because it's year on year now that the sort of new year is coming, and you, you 
as a lot of the Christmas tunes suggest, you know, you're hopeful for the mm, following yeah. year, and I am. Yeah. Because I feel like I'm a fairly positive person, but at the same time, it's... Daunting. It's, yeah, that's it. It is. It really is. Yeah, particularly as people yeah. who are self I mean, I do, a lot of, um, I do a lot of work around independent business, and I work with Holly Tucker, who is mm. um, another wonderful woman who started not on the high street. Yeah. And now helps small. She's an MBE now. She helps small businesses and a lot of small business advice and things like that. And we work on a shop independent and campaign shop independent and mm-hmm. Color Friday, which is a you know an alternative to Black Friday, supporting small businesses and and things like that. And uh, I mean, she's had to close her shop yeah. this year. Yeah, I know. You know, we've all had to make massive sacrifices and changes on the back of you know two two years of complete insanity of having to change our businesses mm. around but that's what creative people do we're really we're the best place to do it thankfully so yeah yeah, yeah the, but, the sort of um, adaptability that that comes with being yeah creative and there's but there's only so much pivoting you can do before yes. you're like spinning like a top really. yeah, yeah 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 and i think that's i'm i'm certainly at the point where i'm like right you need to fund- fundamentally make some changes or you're going back to work yeah, in an office job 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 big boy big girl job yeah um, and I don't want to do that, as I pointed out. I will only get fired. <laughs> yeah. Well, it's funny you mentioned you sort of yeah on on that point, Rossi. You mentioned earlier, and I were chatting about this. And actually, Dave, not on not on Mike mentioned it too. Um, but but the idea of becoming a postman is my kind of romanticised. I'm sure. Mine's a tube driver. Okay. Yeah. Yeah. Nice. My go-to nice. whenever I get desperate is consider uh, learning how to drive a tube yeah because we're obsessed with the london underground <laughs> anyway yeah. um, um, how would you practice <laughs> i don't know if they practice jim i think they just train yeah, okay. i don't think they're allowed oh, they don't got their it. own trains at home right, that they're allowed to practice on yeah <laughs> but if that's an option yeah i like to think that's what the disused bits of track are for yeah, yeah. oh he's just down there practicing he's for his exam <laughs> Well, there we go. Thanks so much to Rebecca for taking the time out of her busy pre-Christmas schedule to talk to me and for being so honest and open in sharing how she works and how she's gotten to this current creative place. I think that conversation provides all the evidence required to suggest that neither she nor I should ever be in full-time employment. But it also says a lot about having a solid sense of self professionally. And with it, the confidence to acknowledge and say that you're good at the thing you do, or things. I guess when you think about it, it goes without saying if people continue to employ you or buy your work. And yet, we often don't. At least, not to ourselves. I think Becky is also a great example of someone who knows their values and uses them as a compass to help guide her practice and working life. Although... I do hope they help her to realise her dream of becoming a tube driver one day. Hang on in there, Becky. Do go and have a look at Becky's work. Check out her website. I will share some of it myself. And why not buy a print? If not for you, then someone else. They do make for excellent gifts. (laughs) 